Hello everyone, welcome back again to Football Anya, your home of Dutch football. And we are going to preview the Republic of Ireland against the Netherlands, another Euro qualifier. We're back again, having done a live stream against Greece. We enjoyed that game, didn't we, Abdul? A nice oh, yeah. 3-0 win. I've got Abdul back and we have Paul here, who is our Irish football expert. Paul, do you want to introduce yourself and the work that you do? Um, how are you? Uh, thanks very much for having us. Yeah, um, we cover all things Irish football from the League of Ireland to the men's team, um, the women's team as well, and uh, the Ireland under 21s and, and some of the underage stuff as well. So we're always active in terms of Irish football and um, we do some other stuff as well. So we'll, we do other weekly shows like the Irish Abroad, where we focus on Irish players who are playing uh, across in England or any of the um, foreign leagues or whatever. So I know we've got Troy Parr playing in the Eredivisie now with uh, Excelsior Rotterdam. So you'll be probably keeping an eye on him over the next while. Um, but yeah, we do that. And then we have a League of Ireland um, podcast. And then we're very, very busy then when it comes to the internationals. So today I, um, I'm i up early to do this. And then I have to go do the press conference, um, the match day minus one press conferences uh, with um, the Irish team. And hopefully we'll get into the... Uh, to the Dutch one as well, um, to hear what they're uh, Ronald Koeman is saying, and maybe Van Dijk, uh, and then yeah, uh, and then tomorrow's obviously the game, so it's all go. I've been in Paris the last couple of days, so uh, I'm a little bit tired, but uh, no, I'm looking forward to uh, to chatting a, a, a bit about this, despite being uh, maybe a little bit um, depressed at how many injuries we have at the minute. <laughs> well it's excellent to hear though that yeah again there is another podcast and just like loads of social media channels that cover another country's football and um similar to what we do with dutch football there are loads across europe so go and check it pull out and the stuff that he does it's really really good so yeah the injuries evan, evan ferguson's out to republic of ireland let's get straight in there um that news kind of excited Dutch football fans we need all we can get at the minute getting quite negative in the Koeman, but we did have a 3 0 win against Greece. I think I was quite quick to be cautious, though, because Greece were terrible. Um, I'm sure that is good for you to hear as well, Paul, in terms of trying to um, climb the rankings as well in that group we've got. So, Ferguson's out. What will you do about it? Will you now have to go at a different way? Do you have a direct replacement? I think uh, I think he'll just go the same way he did against France. I think the only change that may happen is... Uh, Ogbeni um, might, even though he's somehow got man of the match. I, I, I don't know how he, they must have plucked the name out of a hat. Um, the FAI because they always choose a player of the match, um, and he got it. I don't know how. Like you, like the he didn't do anything that was uh, essentially horrendous, but he wasn't really in the game. It was probably the, one of the poorest games I've seen him play because normally when he plays for Ireland, he's quite good. So the only one I could really see coming in there is Aaron Connolly. Um, and he, he gave players like Festi Abazelli, who's playing his uh, football with Udinese, his debut very late in the game. Um, I wonder if he's someone who he might consider bringing on just because he's pace, he's powerful. Uh, but I do think Adam Ida is the one who, who plays with Norwich, who Stephen Kenny, since he's came in into the for, to the job for the first time, Adam Ida's been his main man. He worked with him at under-21 level. He... Um, He's the highest scoring underage player, but he's he's not at Ferguson's level. I do think he causes um, other teams problems and stuff like that, but I just think he needs someone around him who's quite pacey to get in behind. And I'm, I'm not saying Ogbeni's not fast because he, he is, but Ogbeni's not been getting that many minutes at Luton Town. So 
I think Connolly's been coming off the bench and scoring for Hull. He didn't come off the bench the other night and didn't do that well. He's called up Sinclair Armstrong at QPR now, who's been doing quite well for QPR. But a lot of these players are championship players. So you're coming up against Dutch players. You know, you have players like Ake there and Van Dijk, who are Premier League winners and Champions League winners and stuff like that. That They're not really going to be phased by players like that. And just that's just my opinion on it. Like, I, I'm saying that, but at the same time, when we played Portugal a couple of years ago, Adam Ida and Aaron Connolly were brilliant. We lost the game 2-1 to Ronaldo late headers in like the last couple of minutes yeah. of stoppage time but we were 1-0 up till the 88 minute and then they got two late goals but if, if we put in a performance like that without conceding obviously in the last few minutes against Holland and uh, that but that was a that was an away game I do think this will be a, a tight affair but I do think if Holland get the first goal that we could essentially end up crumbling because we'll have to open up whereas I think that yeah. we'll be trying to set uh, set up deep for straight Holland, um, is that five uh, at the back? I I think he'll still yeah I think he'll still say stay with that. He he likes to call it a three four three when we're attacking, but it's uh it's more of a three five two, uh where basically, um, Jason Knight will will kind of be like an attacker, and then you'll have Ogbeni as well. So sometimes it it'll, it'll be a three, and then sometimes it'll be a two. So Ogbeni and uh, Ida. And then sometimes you'll have Jason Knight, who'll be pushing on in attacking sense, who is a great player for us, but he doesn't really have a position. He's uh, he's he's constantly been brought in by Stephen Kenny, and he's filled in gaps of different plays. Like sometimes he'll be a right a right attacking midfielder. Sometimes he'll be a right wing back. Uh, he's a right wing back against Gibraltar, and he's done well. And then sometimes he'll be just like a centre midfielder. So he he likes mm-hmm. to use him because he's versatile, and he'll do specific jobs for him. But I would like to see Knight establish his own position because he's just got Bristol City's uh, player of the month and he's playing as, as a almost like that Frank Lampard um, attacking midfielder where he's arriving into the box and he's scoring goals. Uh, that seems to be his best position, in my opinion. And uh, I know Wayne Rooney was raving about him when he was at Derby County before. He just got a, a move from Derby to Bristol City. I actually thought he would get Premier League move, but... Uh, he didn't, unfortunately. But uh, Ferguson's a huge loss. We all know how how good he's been for Brighton, and he's been a revelation since um, New Year's Eve last last uh, year. Huge loss. Uh, even though he's only eighteen, I think you look at nations like Wales and stuff like that who uh, have been reliant on players like Gareth Bale. I think Ireland will be reliant on Ferguson for the next number of years. Obviously, we're hoping yeah. that he can avoid injuries. Um, around international break because every time he does play, I think, like you mentioned him straight away, he's he's going to be a huge loss. Whereas we, it's been a long time we've said that about a player. You know, you yeah. a long time. Uh, we just yeah. haven't producing the, the elite level players that we all really want in Ireland. Like our fans are crying out for players like Evan Ferguson and stuff like that. Sure. I do think there's a couple coming through the ranks now as well. Andrew Moore and that. Uh, He's, he's gone on to Blackburn. He's at Brighton. Uh, and he scored a worldy last night for the under-21s. And a lot of people are calling for him to be called up as well. So, like, we, we, we're we starting to see some players being called up. But, um, yeah, this international window, I kind of want to scrap it at this point because even Will Keane got injured. He hits another striker down. And then uh, a, a guy who's playing in the League of Ireland called Jonathan Afalabi, he's been called up as well. He's been in good form for the League of Ireland. But... Um, I don't see him probably getting a game. I think he's just been called up as a as a backup, really. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the Netherlands are missing Memphis Depay themselves. Um, they're top goal scorer in their history now. Um, and Abdul, with we were surprised by uh, a similar formation put up by Koeman. You know, we had the five at the back kind of thing again. It is a 3-5-2, it's a 5-3-2, who really knows? Um, I think Van Hole called it the 1-3-4-1-2, something like that. Something elaborate. Um, but yes, Abdul, do talk us through the, how you see the game panning out because we're going to have what is quite a defensive Irish team up against what is quite a, a defensive Netherlands team to try and tighten it up a little bit after Koeman's sides were conceding lots of goals playing the 4-3-3. Um, how do you see this one going? Well, I just hope uh, Kuman continues what he's doing. Obviously, he realized that 4-3-3 is not working anymore. So he switched to uh, 5-3-2 against, uh, or 3-4-3 in some parts of the match against uh, Greece. Mm. It worked very well. Uh, I know that Greece did not really play well in that match, but you know we cannot really take the credit of changing the formation and maybe putting some players that we did not want to see. Uh, in, in the beginning, like uh, Blind or Vechorst or uh, uh, Diron, but uh, they played well, especially uh, Diron and Blind. They were really uh, good on the ball. Um, it was a really exciting and interesting win. I just hope we continue, but uh, I don't think this match is going to be easy, uh, at least on paper, because this match is like do or die for Ireland. It's a must uh, win or at least getting a positive result. They already lost three matches out of four, so they have to play well. Yeah. Uh, also, it's an away match, and I know the Irish fans always make a very good atmosphere in the field, so that also might be might cause some difficulties. I'm afraid we also be missing Nathan Ake, maybe, because I don't know anything about his injury. They did not announce anything. Uh, in general, um, I expect and hope that Holland will win this match, but I don't expect it to be easy, unless they surprise us again, of course. Yeah, the Netherlands have an embarrassment of riches of defenders at the moment. So actually, I'm not too concerned if we're missing Atanake. Um, because of that, there'll be three centre-backs at that start. Um, Hitao to play well enough. Um, I think, you know, De Ligt could come in, De Vrij could come in. So uh, they're all they're all quality players. And that's why yes. we don't have to worry too much in that, that part of the field. And that's kind of why I liked it when Van Hal did play the three centre-backs. Because... That got the best out of what the Nevins have now with this current generation for the next five years at least. There are loads of really strong, strong defenders to select. So um, this has to be the way forward, doesn't it, Abdul? Uh, yeah. Uh, this has. Sorry, I did not hear that part. It has to be the way forward, doesn't it, with this tactic? We don't yes. have those strikers that, that are coming through. Well, but uh, so far... Uh... What we saw against Greece was really good. We haven't seen the, the Dutch attackers being that uh, dynamic for a long time. Uh, Simons, I think, made a big difference. You know, he's, he is the player that we were hoping to see the past few years, somebody who can create magic out of nothing. Uh, I think Gakpo developed big time in Liverpool, although maybe Liverpool fans uh, haven't seen this yet. But with Orania, he played very well You know, against Greece. So, um, yeah, I think we, we do have what it takes. Even up front, we have enough quality to score in this match. So, Paul, I don't think we're going to see too many changes from the Netherlands. I would expect Vart Verhorst to be the striker that occupies the Irish defence. Again, maybe it was a bit of a decoy, really, um, to try and take a couple of players out, out of the game if possible, create space for likes of Chabby Simons, 
who's had a great last year or so. Um, we've got Cody Hapo, who, of course, has had his moves to Liverpool. Um, Denzel Dumfries, who must mention, player of the match, three assists from right wing back. That is his best position. It's amazing for the Dutch when he's playing in, in, in that wing back role. How are the Irish going to deal with this, do you think? And who do you think the, the Irish team could be most concerned by? Not necessarily who's the best player, but who is like the weak link in, in the Irish team that the Nevins could exploit with those players? Well, at the moment, we don't actually have a a natural right wing back. Adam Brown was playing right wing back um, against France. He's done actually okay, and he's done okay against Scotland. But I think if you were going to target um, an area, I'd probably say that left wing back is actually going to be a spot because Emma Stevens. <laughs> Where on. we have Daily Blint at the moment in the left wing. No, I don't matter. Our left wing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, right, okay. Well, that's so, what I mean. So, so Dumfries right. uh, is likely going to be coming up against James McLean, who's just moved to... Uh, right, okay, I'm with you now. Uh, but so, no, what I was just saying is that Alan Brown's actually done okay there. So I think I think that, that battle, I think Alan Brown will probably win that battle if it's uh, Daily Blind. But on the right, I think um, if Dumfries coming into the form that he's in, McLean done well against France the other night when he came on. He came on at time and he done he done well. I mean, you're playing against arguably, in my opinion, I think they're the best team in the world because their squad is so strong. They have so many uh, good players. <clears throat> they have nearly two players for every position, France do. And um, I thought he done well against them. So I can see him coming in. I mean, Ryan Manning realistically should be playing there because he's uh, he's younger and he's he's doing quite well. He's he actually get provides a lot of assists and uh, goals for his club. Last season at Swansea, he got he was getting Player of the Week every week, and I think he got into the Championship Team of the Year. He definitely got into the to the one with stats um, for his assists and stuff like that. So so much that Russell Martin took him to Southampton with him. So now he's playing at Southampton and he's doing well. So he he has been called up. There's been a lot of outrage from Irish fans that Kenny just won't pick Ryan Manning for whatever reason. But this is a make or break. Uh, the FAI did come out and say that if if Kenny didn't get a result out of these two games against France and um, Netherlands, that his his job is likely going to be um, gone. So uh, there's a big chance that if Netherlands win, that Stephen Kenny will no longer be the Ireland manager, which I think at this stage... He's had four years and fans have kind of been patient with him. And it's just coming to a point now where fans almost just want to see um, a, a new manager come in. And just, just you know, the way managerial cycles just naturally come to an end. It's more like that. Um, his results, he's had the worst uh, win percentage of a manager in the last 40 years. But in saying that, he hasn't had this like the squad that's, previous manager yeah managers have had like a lot of our players play championship one of our players is now playing in league two and then we have a handful of players that play um in the premier league and a handful of players that play regularly in the premier league because there's still there's still not that many i mean a few came mm-hmm. up and a few got signed um but we're the only thing the only thing i would say is that we're quite uh we're quite strong in terms of our um defenders we have a lot of really good defenders so we've got like duffy egan um darrow shea nathan collins andrew omabamadeli so we have all those players and some of those players could fill in 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 gaps like i wouldn't be surprised if he was to get andrew omabamadeli on the pitch he could play him maybe uh 
you know, right wing back and that moves Alan Brown into midfield and that gives more of a a balance. But left wing back it, it would be an issue at the minute. Um because and another thing about McLean and I'll say is that he's not naturally a defender. He's a he's he's always been a winger and he's had to kind of adapt his game to be more of a wing back. Um so sometimes when a when a good player is taking him on, he kind of gets um you can see he, he lacks kind of that defensive uh, mindset because he's more of an attacker, which was just natural for a footballer, especially if you're playing your whole career as an attacker. And then yeah. in your kind of twilight years, you, you're Ashley Young, prime example. He's not yeah. maybe a great uh, defender, but was a great player, was a great winger. Um, so, yeah, I think that left wing back position is going to be a struggle. I just don't know who's going to play there. It's, it's so hard. Like I do a start in 11 show and I'm now thinking like, who am I going to put in that left wing back position? Hmm. Uh, or who would I would like to see uh, in that left wing back position? And I can't think That's, of any, you know. I, well, I, well, I would like Ryan Manning, but uh, yeah. I don't think he will go. With him. But anyway, sorry, go on. Now, as I say, it's an important one for, for Ryan to fill because of the threat from Dumfries. And doesn't that sound like music to your ears, Abdul? Like we've had it quite a lot that this is, it is still a tough game. Um, the island could sit in and that's going to make it difficult for the Netherlands. I don't think they've got the players to break down and open up the gaps if they're going to play the way they played against Greece. I think Greece kind of played into the hands a little bit. Um, but when you hear possibly a team that's full of championship players, there's Andrew de Ferguson and, and a, a, a weakness opening up against Dumfries, doesn't that make it a little bit more relaxed for you now this game? Uh, I, I I cannot be really relaxed, uh, you know, uh, with this team. It's too I mean, tense. I'm with Koeman in yeah. charge. Yeah, because see, I mean, if we win, we are ninety percent through uh, to to Euro twenty twenty four. But uh, but again, as I said, it's do or die for Ireland. So I think they will try to attack this match. They will not play like Greece. They yeah. will try to attack. This is their last chance. So I don't think it's going to be an easy match, unless of course we score early. Scoring an early goal can always, you know, destroy your opponent, especially uh, when when uh, when you are when you have the upper hand. You know, Holland does have the upper hand in this match mm. with all the names we have in the team. So if we score earlier, we could actually uh, be scoring more, two or three maybe. Uh, but other than that, if we don't, I think the match will be uh, difficult. Um, I'm not really expecting so many changes in the lineup, except maybe for Nathan Ake. I would maybe I would see Defry instead uh, of him, but the rest will be exactly the same. Although, you know my opinion about Vichorst, of course. I wasn't happy with him last match, even if, even though he scored. He's just not not the kind of uh, player who know how to position himself, you know. I would really rather see Luke de Jong, for example, in that position. But uh, after all, you, you cannot really change a winning team. That's what they always say, you know. So, yeah. But hopefully we continue winning because it's only one match now. You cannot really... Uh, Depend yeah. on it. I know mentality is a big thing in football anyway. I feel as though that this match in particular has a bit of extra importance in that first goal. If it comes for, it comes to the home team, I think that they can go on and use that for the rest of the game. The Netherlands have are still in that really quite a dodgy spell. Um, that Greece game aside, it has been pretty awful with Koeman. Um, and, I, and I think we could have focused on Koeman if, we, if it had been a poor result against Greece, but because of the improved performance, that first goal for the Netherlands could be again rather different, and it's yeah, do or die for the Republic of Ireland. So, uh, I think a goal for the Netherlands means they have to go and win the game. 
that then leads to two or three for the Dutch, and it's a different kind of game again, like against Greece. Um, yeah, that that first goal is going to be quite big. Yes, yes. Um, as I say, we have now six points. Winning will give us nine points with the one game in hand. So I think uh, it's just going to be our match against France. Even if we lose against France, we are pretty much safe after beating Greece and hopefully Ireland, you know, if that happens. Okay, well, let's get some predictions for the game. Um, Paul, you go first. I predict uh, a Holland win. Um, I want to be optimistic, but I just, just... You know, I do think Stephen Kenny's very unlucky. He's had no luck since he's came into the job. Every time we've maybe had someone come in in good form, something's gone wrong. And I do think he's suffered enough in, in that sense. And I just... It, it, do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if we got a win because everything's gone against him so far in the thing. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see it. I, I see like a Dutch... Probably like a... I could probably see a draw, actually, you know, I think about it. But I, 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 I'm gonna I'm going to say... My head saying a two-one win for Holland. My heart saying a one-all draw. Hmm. Well, I would hope. Um, I kind of expect a three-zero maybe, but the second and the third will be late. Will not be in the beginning, like what happened with the Greece. Maybe it will. Maybe we will score a goal in the first half. The second half, Ireland will try to push to attack, and then we will use the gaps in the back to. To score two goals, so I I would expect three zero, especially that Ireland is not really at its best level nowadays. You know, I'm gonna go two 0 to Irania. I think that first goal is be big. I think the Dutch will get it, and after that, yeah, spacing behind could get a second one. And there are enough defenders, good defenders on that pitch in a back five to to see out a result. Um, that's where my confidence lies now with the Dutch. If they if they use their defensive strengths, you know, to to their to their advantage, then they can win games. Van Hal did it. I still have a feeling that Van Hal sitting in the stands in the last Netherlands match. I still think that he's had a chat with Koeman. I think yeah. there was some advice there, which would have oh, that would just be so fascinating to to have confirmed if that is that is a case. Um, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we'd all be delighted. <laughs> and it would explain why Cuban went back on his word about the formation change, which, by the way, is still so weird that the Dutch media fascinate over the formation change. But do you know what? I mean, I'm probably f- obsessing over it too now because I do think that playing it is important for the Netherlands and, um, yeah, gets the best out of players, such as Dumfries. So, yeah, 2-0. And um, I don't expect many changes in Cuban. I think that's not really a conversation, Abdul, because I think that he will probably go unchanged. Um, I don't I don't think Delong gets dropped, even though he had a few dodgy moments. I don't think Blint gets dropped. I think he had a decent game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the only thing is about the injury to Ake, but that's about it. Yes. Even Flecken did a great job in that match, so I yeah. think he'll keep him again, yep. He'll probably be, be a bit busier um, on Sunday night. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, Paul, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, and it's a pleasure. And Abdul, speak to you after the game. Um, Paul, where can we find you one more time? Um, yeah, well, I was. Uh, I didn't want to jump in there while you were talking. I was just going to say thanks very much for having me. Um, you can find us everywhere at Irish Football Fan TV, TikTok, YouTube, the whole lot, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter is actually Irish Fan TV. Um, but yeah, you can find us on all of those platforms. And yeah, we're not so active on Twitter at the moment. 
Um, I'm not really mad on Twitter myself, but uh, the, all the other ones regularly posting on. So, yeah, check us out. Thanks. And of course, if you're new to us here, Dutch Football the English Language, give us a like if you enjoyed the show, whether you knew or not. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have lots more on the website and on Twitter. Um, if you want to find out more on our social media page or on our website, lots of articles going up there at the minute. Thanks to Mike. Um, that's not really referring to myself, by the way. There is another person called Mike. Imagine talking to myself in third person. Um, but thanks everyone for watching. And we'll have a live stream after the game. Um, and hopefully it's another win for the Netherlands. Thanks, everyone.